This week on the Push Below's podcast, we review the year 2019 and, of course, the rise of Skywalker. Alright, three, two, one. Happy New Year, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hull. What's going on, bro? Yeah, not much, mate. First of January. Look at us. Hey, straight on it. First of Jan. Maybe maybe because we've had like two weeks off. But yeah, we well, fucked up the dates, didn't you, last year? Last year, <laughs> so that's your fault. Uh, please direct all, um, all complaints to Tom Hall. Okay. He's the one that's been t- too busy to, to podcast. <laughs> so there you go. Definitely not. I don't have a life to be too busy. So Tom, it's down to you, mate. Unfortunately. Yeah. Come on. Everyone knows this. I don't have a social life or anything else going on. So other than these podcasts, they're the highlight of my week. Mate. <laughs> that's why we're doing three in a week. That's why we're doing three. I'm gonna be so sick of you by Sunday. I mean, I'm gonna be like, go away. <laughs> you've had three. No, days. we'll do one of the Tuesday after as well. So we're gonna be doing four yeah. in six days. I know. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> and, and we're not going to be really smart and be like, oh, we'll just we'll spread them out and release them. We're just going to release them. I'll release that. This literally release them. straight Tom up. Tom just wants to release them because he wants to he wants to see the two hundred number so he feels like yeah. he's at least on track. <laughs> yeah, My, like, like, it's just it, it's just like, blatant OCD. Like, there's no real reason for it. Like Tom just wants to make sure we get like fifty out a year, or whatever it is, and he just really wants to make sure it's all perfect. Fifty a year. That's that's what we strive for. So that's what we need to get to. It's always like when we get two weeks off, and it's fine. That's our holiday. Two weeks holiday. That's all we get a year. We get a little more, but um, yeah. But yeah, you will be sick of me. You had three days of me as well. So I know it was quite good fun actually having you around. It was nice. It was chilled, wasn't it? It was quite chilled. We didn't chilled. do huge amounts, but it's just nice to chill sometimes. Like I'm one of those people where I I like chilling with other people even though you don't really maybe say anything or do much it's just nice to be in someone else's company rather than on your own so that if you ever did want to say something you can <laughs> do you know what I mean like, no, no, it's, nice. it's amazing me and Dan are that good friends that we can just fuck around doesn't really matter so yeah, yeah. it's good had a little play with as well and, and with Laura of course we didn't leave Laura out um, no we didn't leave her out too much did we but Tom was on my one wheel and was pathetic on it oh Awful. terrible absolutely terrible I was convinced it was going to be like uh, snowboarding I can board and it was not you can also skateboard, Tom, and it's quite like skateboarding. So I, I was just like, but I think you're overestimating, like, I have not been on a skateboard for years. Yeah, but you've got um, that kind of, like, grungy emo look. Like, most so people who have that look can just skateboard anyway. Like, because they've got that look. No, no. I can play instruments because they've got you that look. You wear bands. No, you wear bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, skateboard and guitar. Whit on with them together. And uh, give me the guitar. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The, uh, I can run. Run on a straight line. Skateboarding. Not, I was never great. I was always, always got a little bit too scared. Of, yeah. I think I'm, I, I know I would be like uh, I know what could happen I, I don't could wanna, break myself I could yeah. hurt myself I think I had yeah. that in my head most of the time so well I, I see all the stuff with with like the one wheel um, Instagram and stuff they're showing these guys going down these mountain trails and they jump off things and like you could probably like almost like people would skateboard on them like you yeah, do yeah. jumps and stuff I'm like no I'm like it's a mode of transport like, like that's what it is like <laughs> Don't go too quick. You've got no need to go too quick. Just get somewhere. Like, get off. Um, but yeah, no, it's funny because I, I get the same. I didn't remember when I first went snowboarding. That, that was this year, actually. Was that this year or last year? 
That was last year, obviously, because it's 2020. But <laughs> wait, was it 20, I think it was 2019, yeah. Get ready uh, for I mean, the amount of 2020 dad jokes coming on your way. <laughs> I know, yeah. So it was 2019 when I snowboarded, and that's what I did. I got really excited learning, and I was like, this is so much fun. I learned loads. And then I was going down, a, I think I got into a red run in the end. It's just like, is that one off black, maybe? Red? Somewhere. I think it's been like two years. And I, and I realized at a certain point, I was like, the way it works is you're based obviously your board on like the, the edge of your board and I'm there with my like heels up a little bit on the edge of my board and I'm going as fast fast as I could possibly think I could possibly go on a snowboard. It's obviously not as quick as other people were going, but to me it felt like ridiculous. Yeah. And I realized if I just do one false move here, I'm done. Like I'm off. Like I could break my neck or anything. And at that point I couldn't then get up to that speed again or like enjoy it in the same way i was always a bit more cautious and from that point then i was like oh, that's it. i'm done now i kind of think i can carry on um so it's weird how when you learn new things you do there's that fear element to it where you just have to then kind of step back and then go again and i think if you did it again you'd feel a bit more like actually it's okay but it's yeah. always that, that initial element of like getting on it thinking oh, i could really hurt myself it's the, it's the same thing about when say we'd go for like prs or lifts and stuff I've yeah. got no problem of going under a really, really heavy squat where some people would be like, you're just gonna, you won't get up. I'm like, I might not, correct. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not scared about failing that because I know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a bit a bit strange. Uh, just ends of the spectrum, different skill sets. I was like, Ugh. it was so, yeah, I just couldn't lift my, so you have to like lift your front foot off for it to stop. And my, suddenly, as soon as Dan told me that, my front foot could not move. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you, you saying that had paralyzed me. And it was just, my, my, my back foot was like doing hopscotch everywhere around. And my front foot was just, just nailed to the board. And I was like, why can't I do this? Um, it's just strange as well, right? It says, I went straight into what would be, yeah, it would be, it regular or goofy? Regular, you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny to see Tom doing that. But um, yeah, this year you'll see a lot more of me on my Instagram, me on that. I think I'm plucked up the courage now to go places around Bath on that. It'll be um, with like his camera there. And just yeah, it's hard to do. Sh- I've only just got to the point where I feel like I can hold my phone and talk to it. But because yeah. with Bath, unfortunately, because like, it's all so hilly and like you, and you're very rarely going to go on a straight line for long periods. It'd be yeah. hard to do still. Like all the people you see doing it on YouTube holding their fucking cameras, I realise that the reason they do that is because they're on like dead freeways where there's no one. Yeah. They could be like on like a boardwalk along like a, a, like a seafront yeah. or something like that, and it just goes, and that's, that's exactly. where, where they're yeah. going to be. Or maybe in London, they're just going for a park, and then yeah. that's all they need to do. Yeah, it should be flat. It's going to be quite hard, <laughs> challenging. There's going to be some blooper videos that you can do of that. Where oh, you, I, uh, wish, I hope there is. Because that'd be, <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. That's be, let's be honest. But yeah, but anyway, we're talking about today, Tom. What are we talking about? We've got to review the Rise of Skywalker. We've got to review The Rise of Skywalker. That's, that is, if you haven't seen it by now, then that's then your own fault. That is 100% your own fault. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been out forever, at least two weeks. I, um, I thought I'd get some spoilers, because I was obviously we went to see it, didn't we, on what was it, the 29th? 30th? 30th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something around that. And I thought I was going to get spoilers then, because I was like, oh my God, it's been nearly a week since it's been out. I was like, I'm going to get spoilers. But I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. Locked yourself away, didn't you? And then... Me being the wonderful friend that I am, I don't spoil things like that. I'm not really? gonna. I'm not. He gonna came with me as well, and I came with you. And I yeah, I, I didn't say anything. Seen out in public with me. Like, that's <laughs> a, a true friend, in my opinion. <laughs> we also went to a pub, and Dan had a strong diet coke. 
I did go to a pub, yeah. You had a Guinness of all things like I that. I know, I had a Guinness. I, well, we were in an Irish pub and it had Guinness all over the thing and I was just like, that's going to be the safety order. It wasn't a great pub, was it? Um, no, it wasn't. No. It was like this, it was like a little Irish pub but, and I must have had four Guinness taps and then like all the rest of the taps around it, you couldn't really tell what they were. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, like, Guinness taps. Oh, no, Guinness. Fine. I guess no, no, to pull that one. Um, so, yeah, it was strange. But yeah, we should, uh, what, did you, what did you make of it? I enjoyed it because obviously I enjoy all Star Wars. Like Star Wars is good. Um, it tied up a few loose ends, obviously that were that were in in the the movie. But it's, it's a bit of a that, that twist in it is quite good. I do like the twist um, that I didn't see coming, to be honest. About Ray. About Ray. Yeah. Being a Palpatine. Being a Palpatine, which was really and again that kind of brings it all together, I suppose. But um, and then the cheesiness of it of being no, I'm a Skywalker at the end. Is that yeah, that's, that's uh, a bit like come on, man, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then I thought um, I thought when he was gonna when he turned to the good side when Kylo Ren turned to the good side. Yeah. Um, I did think at that point it was going to be that they would do it together, and he was the that was the rise of the Skywalkers, and that was him. Um, I thought he was going to get a bit of a thing from that, but I don't know how it would work. So obviously, it's not really his name, is it? He would have seen his dad's name, but no. you know what I mean. So um, low. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was good, but I, I just think it was it wasn't one of the best ones, but it was one of the best. It was the best of the new three. It was the best of the new three. I think that's what, the way you got to look at it. And also, you got you got to think like the way I've been hearing some people talk about it is like, what are the best? Do you like the originals? the prequels or the sequels and then you've got to rank that that order and then you kind of discuss I think the original three the original three are the best yeah the sequel three are then the next best and then the prequel three see i'd go the other way around like so i don't I, think the prequel ones are good the one and number one and two just for not for me like number three is good i think yeah number three is like i actually along with empire strikes back revenge of the sith is my favorite film only because only because for us watching it it brought it all together yeah. like it made it like it was who Darth Vader was, you're waiting for so long to see that and how it all came together and we were around how old were we 15 2005 yeah, yeah 15 but I think for me episode 2 was so bad that it brings no, that episode it, 1 is so bad episode 2 is okay both of them both of them are so bad both of them are bad that they bring the whole the whole Hayden, three down Hayden Christensen is a fucking awful actor and so you got Jar Jar in both of those as well which is fucking annoying and you got the little kid who's annoying as hell in the, in the Phantom Menace but then you got the Darth Maul kind of brings it up that's alright and then Ian McGregor's all the way through it so he's cool um, and then Qui-Gon Jinn who's uh, the Taken guy who's his name? Liam Neeson there we go Liam Neeson um, and then in episode two is the Clone Wars stuff and then you got some like cool Yoda fights Yoda does some stuff there that's fun but Revenge of the Sith, hands down. Yeah, and then you got original trilogy. So I would go originals, prequels, then sequels. Because I think The Last Jedi was crap. Um, and yeah, any just too much Mark Hamill. I think he's a terrible actor anyway. Um, yeah. I can't stand him. I really can't stand him. Um, and then I, I think Carrie Fisher, God bless her, soul that she's gone. Um, but she was start raving bonkers outside of Star Wars. No. Which is a bit, a bit odd. And only, only uh, what's-his-face did all right, didn't he? Old Han Solo. Yeah. Best character in movie history. Han Solo? Yep. Mm. Is that voted officially? Or is that just your yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's official. That's official. Just made it, just made it official now. 
yeah. No, it was good. It was good. That's, that's who's going to win the lifetime achievement of uh, the Pulley Awards. Han uh, Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll the, send uh, it to him. So yeah, that's pretty much it. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get it. Don't worry. He'll get it. Oh, he'll, he'll come live on show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, we, we got that in two more episodes. Only probably like two more days, basically. You get that and you get that out. Um, <laughs> Because we've actually got to record it. All right, um, what are we talking about today? Actually, we didn't cover this as well because um, it was a fairly big um, news story when it was around. So, 18th of December. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a show since then. That was since when uh, Skywalker was released. But uh, reality TV, TV stars auditioned to promote poison diet drink. Do you remember that? Mm. On Instagram. That was a thing. If I send you this so you can actually read it. But it was uh, who yeah. was it? Can you remember? No, they weren't even fucking celebrities, were they? They were just it fucking was, uh, knobheads. Knobheads who've been like Love Island or something. Yeah. Apparently that makes them... Gudja. Gudja? Gudja. She was from The Only Way is Essex, so that's embarrassing for me. Cause... Oh, apparently the other guy is The Only Way is Essex as well. So I'm from Essex, as you can tell from my accent. But yeah, uh, been nowhere near where these people are. And Zara Holland, I don't know who that is. Um, they were secretly filmed to promote a fake diet drink. Um, in a BBC Free series, Blind Boy Undestroys mm. the World, despite not being ready for production. The made up drink called, um, is it Cyanora? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Included the <laughs> ingredient hydrogen cyanide, <laughs> which is, uh, I believe, something that the Nazis used um, in gas chambers. So, mm. yeah, yeah that's, that's a good thing to have on there. So the, th- uh, the thing, the thing is, is like I saw someone post about this, I think, and it was like, and th- they just put like, "Is it bad that I'm not even shocked by this?" And I was like, "That's it, isn't it?" It's like yeah. I'm not even shocked. Like as bad as it sounds, like it's, it was when they did the interviews as well with people. I think they got caught with the interviews, and they were like, they were cl- they were saying that they've been given stuff before they've never even taken or tried and all this, and it's all the skinny coffee and it's all that shit. And like, I get it uh, to a point. I I understand like. Obviously, they're fucking awful and it's shit and all that. But I think we have to seriously question people. Like, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, in fact, I probably am wrong. Actually, on this one, I think. But I'm going to say it anyway. If you're easily influenced by what a celebrity does, like, if, if just because a celebrity posts it and goes, "Oh, this is great," uh, you go and buy it. Like, if if that's you, if you do that, like, seriously, like, do some research. Like, have a look at things. Like, just because one person said something who's a celebrity, who's clearly paid to take it. It's like, it's like when, like, footballers and stuff like that, like, release, I don't know, like, adverts and then take wearing football boots, right? When I buy those boots, I don't think I'm going to be as good as that footballer. I wear them. I get them because they look good, right, or whatever. (laughs) And, like, it seems to me that with these adverts, people aren't thinking about the fact that they're paid to say it. Like Cristiano Ronaldo with, with the Herbalife and the six-pack ab thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo had abs long before that thing was ever made. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, you, if you're buying that because you think it works because he's wearing it and that's the proof, like, again, like, come on. Like, really? Are you that easily influenced by things? And I think that we're in, an, in a world, in an environment where we want things so quickly we want things now. We want things without doing any hard work. That people are falling for this shit, and it's like, no, look at that. Look at your desire to get things without putting any hard work in. Look at that. That's what needs fixing. Not like the adverts and not these fucking morons. Like, yeah, there'll come a point where they get regulated and stuff like that. Of course, they will. Yeah, so but, they're starting to. Because clicking on that thing, there was um, is it ASA? Apparently, yeah, uh, the Advertising Standards yeah, Authority. They're like uh, banning some stuff. So they they banned what was it? 
Katie Price and that Lauren person, she got in trouble before about um, Boom Pod mm. and their uh, their gummies. So protein, oh, protein revolution says V twenty four gummies keeps cravings at bay. Okay, um, and post Boom Pod, and then what was Boom Pod? Shot drink. Okay, so you got ten calorie shots. Amazing. Just just. But again, it's like it's like it, I'm not being funny, but don't take weightless advice or Kate Price. Like, she doesn't know anything. Like and like and, I, and again, I do think I do think it's also the bubble that I live in. That I'm not, you know, I'm not surrounded by people who would be taken in by that sort of thing. Obviously, there are yeah. people because obviously they sell shitloads of stuff. I get it, and there there are people who are that desperate to change, or they don't like, or they're that insecure, and all that sort of stuff. And, well, then and just I get look look for that easy answer. I was actually speaking to so my sister's boyfriend today. He's uh, he works in HR for uh, like a uh, banking society, I think. The banking stuff um but yeah so one of his uh, things that he's got to start doing for this well has been for the last like three or four months he's in, in charge of like um recognition stuff so his boss um he's been trying to do so he has to give away a fitbit like every month um but you, if you to to get the fitbit you have to do a certain amount of healthy things but we're talking mate like so he was he, he goes for runs and he does like obstacle courses and stuff with me really nice guy and um so the the stuff that he was like, yeah, we need to do... He was trying to organise a five, like a 5K and his mm. boss came back to him and said, whoa, 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 that's ridiculous. That's way too far. You're reach, overreaching so much for the people to be... Like, yeah. 5K. Yeah. Just not, even walk it. So and he was like, oh, okay. She's like, so the, the stuff you have to do is basically not have any fast food for a whole week and you get a Fitbit. Um, a record yeah. it, apparently. I think um, that, 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 that's, that's not, definitely a part of it. Not, not take the lift. Not wow. take the lift. Have to use the stairs every day for a week. I was like, I'd be floating in Fitbits. Be amazing. But I'd run out of room on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was an element of that. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not sitting here thinking that like obviously, um, people aren't like taking in by that stuff. But I, for me, it's like I said, it's just that it's that complete lack of of. I suppose self awareness or an awareness that it's going to take some hard work and some actual effort and just like the complete lack of of that just it does frustrate me. But at the same time, I don't work with people like that. I work with people no. when they come to me, they're prepared to work hard, they're prepared to do the work. So for me, it doesn't really matter that I, I'm saying this because the people that would listen to this are those people who would work hard and they like themselves wouldn't fall for that. I suppose. But the other thing I would say is don't fall for that also in other things. So like obviously we're trainers and like I get bombarded with online you know, online courses and stuff to go to six figure fit pro and such like that. And it's like, it's the same thing. Like fit, fitness professionals sit there and they, they mock these people who do this. Like I am, I suppose a little bit, not mocking them, but they, they kind of go, oh, I can't believe people fall for that. You need to put the hard work in. But then they see an advert for like, be a six figure fit pro putting in no work. And then they sign up for it. And it's like, come on, like you've got to be aware that there's like work involved. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny to see all those ads and, and those ads have been going around for ages. Like, yeah, for anything it's not just for those for those products it's um like i said even for that even for that sort of thing like you know buy our facebook ads program now for ten dollars and you can make a million it's like you probably can't i'm, <laughs> probably not. I'm probably like, gonna lose, lose ten dollars is probably <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i just think it's that instant gratification thing isn't it that um and do you know what though as well like those people that sell them also want that because that's what they do they, they spend shitloads of money on cosmetic surgery and stuff like that to get yeah. the instant gratification maybe rather than to rather than to um, to work for it and 
you know, it, I mean, there's, I don't want to make accusations about these people because I don't know them. I'll probably get done for slander, but I'd imagine <laughs> there's, certain, there's I probably certain right. amounts of them that are probably taking other other things that would assist their ability in the gym, probably. Because, nah. again, they've got nothing. There's no reason for them not to, right? Exactly. But, yeah, go go watch, I guess, uh, Blind Boy Undestroys. Is the, uh, Undestroys the World is available on iPlayer. So, look at us. Mm. Putting out for the BBC. Yeah. Right, um, what are we going to be talking about? We've already gone for 20 minutes and we haven't got any topics. Um, <laughs> we're just in about some that. Probably, uh, probably get told off for what I've just said. <laughs> By who? By Laura? Um, yeah, someone. Someone I'm getting. <laughs> but what we got? Um, so we thought, so these three episodes, a little a little trilogy, if you will. Um, oh, what's this? The, 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 the prequel or the sequel? Or? <laughs> this is going to be prequel. Um, so we're going to look back, basically of 2019 and then next episode in two days you lucky people we're going to look forward into 2020 and then we're going to do the pulley awards how about that that, that sounds good doesn't it? Ooh, sounds also, like a good idea mate. That, uh, we have done our content creation in uh, in about 10 minutes so it's pretty <laughs> easy <good. laughs> wind us up and just let us go um so i guess we're going to look at the four categories i guess of sorts is training nutrition business and social Within our industry, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I kind of. I go those things and we can kind of just chat. I guess chat. Just uh, talk shop about what has been 2019 for you in uh, in training circumstances. What's changed? What have you done? What do you feel has been good? What do you feel has been crap? Um, I do far less training. Um, <laughs> as the years as the has gone That's on. That's going for a straight uh, personal approach, yeah. Yeah, I do far less training now, don't I? Flipping out. But um, no, I think I think it's it in terms of the year. Just, like, just I, for Dan's I, clients that I actually trained him whilst we were there, so fun. What's that? Just for Dan's clients to know, you do train because uh, you, no, you, yes. you did a session with me. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I, I I find it really hard when people say look back over the year because I can't fucking remember anything. <laughs> I, I can't remember anything over the year. Like I uh, see these people talking about their stories and stuff. And I'm like, I genuinely can't remember and. Um, it's, it's hard for me to remember what's happened, really. What has happened? I think I've, my approach to training has, has definitely relaxed. Um, I definitely don't stress as much about not training as much. I do more things outside of the gym. Um, but I do still go to the gym. I just don't feel the need to shout about it. I don't think it helps anyone. Like, I don't think me showing my sessions on Instagram is useful to many people. But apparently people like it. People like posted about it on my stories. They said, oh, they do want to see what I do and do want to see that sort of stuff. So I'm now doing a Mike Boyle program for the next um, like four months of the year. So you'll be seeing lots of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, on uh, on Instagram, um, apart from Tom, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely that's a sense to you. Um, we'll see if Dan ends up doing any of the cleans or in the uh, dumbbell snatches. I can do that. That's fine. It's, no yeah. it's easy, mate. It's not hard. But uh, but but there there are cleans from uh, like position one, so like mid fire. Do that. Easy, mate. Easy. See, Easy. Um, yeah. Like, do you mean? Do you, you want to? Do you? Are you talking about like how that that general training in the world has changed in twenty nineteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just you. Oh. oh, okay. How selfish of you? Well, I didn't know what you were asking, mate. <laughs> in terms I, of the in terms of the world, like again, I can't remember. I can't remember this time last year what was like what we were doing. Like, there's not really much change, is it? Well, I'm just I'm just having a look through uh, look for our stuff. Look for our stuff. Looking for our back catalogue. Of like 150, some stump stuff. There's some coaching in for obesity. Brilliant. Mm, healthy food. 1.6%. I think I think more people are talking about. I think in terms of training, more people now are talking about 
how simple it is. Or from what I can see, they are. That you know, you just have to do the same things over and over again. Um, I mean, that's just me and you talking about that. Maybe that's just what we talked about recently. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, I, 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 I think we're looking for our themes, mate. And I realise it's it's probably something that hasn't really ever gone from us, because considering our backgrounds in in sport, but. Definitely, I think we spent more time this year talking about, um, well, we've, we've taken the piss out of MRV and MAV and all this kind of stuff and probably gone more towards our Mike Boyle our athlete programs and realising those yeah. are the ones that could probably, for generally our clientele as well, who are probably the, the 85, 90% of the population, we could probably train pretty well and the 10% we're going to suck for because that's not us. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely been that realization. It's definitely been for, like for we've we've we we do what works and what is the the bare minimum dosage, um, and then hit everything. It's more athletic based programming, I guess, um, as a fundamental and keeping. People I think I've, I think I've gone I'm fit healthy. Yeah, I think I've certainly gone full circle with it. I think obviously, I probably peaked a few years ago of more bodybuilding style training. Now, I'm yeah. definitely more towards actually. For certain people that works, and like we've talked about previously, you know, for different demographics, certain things work. So we got like yeah, the episode, whole... episode one hundred and sixty-three. We said make cardio, cardio great again, and we were like discussing why we've gone back into sports training and maybe more performance-based goals and how it helps with physique. Yeah, and I think I think that's, I just think that's eight months ago. I think I think we realise as you get to to our age, and I think we talked about this before on a podcast. I think because I we're old, about it's it on the video. Yeah, and it is because as you get older, you have different priorities and you have different things, and you try and to merge it all together. So for me, for me, like basketball and cricket are a mental release for one because I'm not working, I'm not you know, worrying about anything else, stressing about anything. It's then obviously a bit physical. Obviously, cricket you could argue is not really, but. Um, basketball certainly has been physical and it's that thing of you're trying to combine as many of these things as possible because your time is limited and I think as I've got older I really now sympathize with those clients I used to train and luckily I used to train them the way that they needed to be trained at the time and I didn't just train them how I was training like like most of the fucking coaches seem to be doing online just do whatever you do um and, and I think I'll probably go back towards that this year. Some of my clients might see some of their programs change a bit more because I think I'll take I'll take a bigger look at them and, and how they've grown. And I've got certain clients who, since they started with me, are busier and they certainly are now more um, more towards the you know the three to three days a week training than they are towards the five when they, maybe they started with me and stuff like that. And I think that you know there's certainly certainly still clients who come to me and say, "Oh, yeah, I want to do bodybuilding style split," and that's fine. They'll they'll do that. But I do think there's an increased awareness now from from my end that other people the people have other things going on in their life and actually it's about making this as easy as possible for them yeah. um and like you said training people for for a, a more athletic background of or style of training is probably going to lead to them enjoying training more um staying fitter and healthier for longer but also committing to a training program for longer because it's it's a bit more varied um rather than just waiting around for three minutes in between sets of squats yeah, so, yeah, for example, the thing I made Dan do was it a couple of days ago was just like, it's, it's exactly how we would train people in, in real life. And it would be like, right, you're, you're not really kind of chilling out. You haven't got three minutes, four minutes rest. We still then do some sort of, we did like five reps or something, which normally we'd have about three, four minutes rest in between. But those three, four minutes rest was taken up with actually like some, either a plank hold or some core, some chops, Stuff that's not going to be too... It's not fatiguing on based off the strength exercise that you're doing. Mm. And also, you're not doing the strength exercise to a full capacity because you realise it's very slightly fatiguing. But, yeah, 
that's how I, I feel like the blend is a hell of a lot better. And I've seen better uh, results in basically my clients throughout the year as well. And they, they enjoy it as well. You get to be a better coach. You get to kind of cue people a little bit better because the, the cues tend to be a little bit more like generalized and a little bit more fun. Um, you get to do a little bit more element of play as well within that training mm. um, than the kind of, oh, I really want you to squeeze up here and all this crap. And I'm like, oh, people are bored by that. I just can't, I can't do it. Um, it's, it's, again, it's, it's horses for courses. It is you have to know your client, you have to know what you're looking for. But I certainly think, um, yeah, I certainly think that's how. That's certainly way I'm training more now. Um, and and from a point of view of that, I'd I've got I've, I'd rather spend time doing other things. I've got better things to be doing than being <laughs> in the gym every day. Like and some clients, I get some clients come to me and they love the gym. They go to the gym every day, and to them, going to the gym is their basketball. It is their thing that they want to do, and they you know that's their stress release, and, and that's great. But I think for people like us, or certainly for me, I don't know if you're in the same boat, but for me, it, it's become a place that I think about work. And for me, it's just like, no, like I have to, I have to now go into the gym and I have to <clears> turn my phone off. I have to have, like say, not much rest in between because I'm th- every time I see things in the gym, I think about something that I need to do or something that I should have done or a bit of content or something like that. And it's like, I just want to train like, because I know it's good for me. And I think having that time where I can just, switch everything off is, is is useful but to me I'm reminded of work it's almost like explaining to people like if you imagine they did a job you know if, if they're an accountant or like we always use that we always use that no <laughs> accountant no accountant. way <laughs> yeah if they're an accountant and like they had to like and you know they had to sit and look at spreadsheets for an extra hour of the day even if they're not actually doing someone else's work for them they'd still be thinking about it because it's exactly the same thing you're doing and I know I harp on about it a lot but it is it does feel sometimes like you're I mean I, 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 I can switch off on a train but for me to do that I have to I go train in a different gym to one I would do my personal training sessions out of that's mm-hmm. my way of getting around it kind of thing because I'm not kind of solely responsible for what's happening in that gym so it's I'm fine I, I'm not the, to be honest I'm not going to get as bothered in another gym I'll still get trainers coming up and talking to me but which is in, that's just telling you to put your weights back isn't it pretty, pretty much yeah I'm just kind of making sure they do their job um, yeah. leaving stuff out um, just doing things poorly then I'll get Instagram to be brilliant um, yeah you laughed at me because you said uh, all my moves were so purposeful oh no no it's only when you do your demonstrations of it all like obviously purposeful movement's great but it's when you do all like your proper like you do your eyes and do this from here to here and you stick your little finger out and then you second like what's that one in, like the wedding ring finger no no index finger you kind of like hold like you're almost like the you know like the star is it that's a star trek sign is that that that's one? not a star you know? trek sign that's a star trek sign that's no, a, not that but something like that it's like and a you like, devil horn and you, sign and maybe you do your demonstrations you probably look like you're putting all your power into it like come on like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah that's the proper movement you do and it's like <laughs> and then you always do the exhale as well <laughs> so yeah now to do it tom you have to demonstrate a single arm row for me like, I know <laughs> Well, you haven't trained like that for a while, so I don't really know. Um, yeah, I have the innate ability to have make any weight look difficult. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. which is good. It's good, I think. I have the ability to make lightweight look, look difficult, <laughs> but not any weight. Um, yeah, I think athletic training is the way, not the way forward, but 
it's just it's, it's becoming more comfortable it just seems to be something I've kind of I haven't gone full circle well not full circle I didn't dip into as bodybuilding as hard as Dan did I never really saw myself I didn't really enjoy it I never really enjoyed training like that when I trained mm-hmm. with you I was like this doesn't feel like me at all because I, I when you went towards bodybuilding I went towards powerlifting right and we kind of went off different both come back. and we both come back to normal athletic training. Yeah. Like I think, I think with, the, with the style of training that it is, I think if you took 100 people, if you took 100 random people, I think that you would get the majority of them would say that they not only enjoyed that style of training, but would see the most benefit and progress. Yeah. Personally, that's what I, that's what I believe. I think if you try, and then you took those, those 100 people, and I, I would say 50% of them would do better on that sort of style of program. You might have 25% who prefer powerlifting, CrossFit-based thing. You might have 25% who prefer bodybuilding. But I think the for the majority of people that we work with, certainly that is the case, but we work, the majority we work with are in that that spectrum, I think. I think if you're an extreme sort of bodybuilder or extreme powerlifter or CrossFit, there's other people you'd follow and be interested in what they got to say. Um, and I certainly think for, for what we do, it's I'm that. Saying, you, you don't think they'd be interested in what we got to say? They might be interested. <laughs> Probably no. not. Probably not. Probably not, though. I wouldn't blame them if they weren't. But Yeah, especially your ranking of Star Wars films. But um, what about the uh, review of uh, Nutrition, mate? I've just looked uh, as well because I was flicking through because there's a lot of stuff. We always talk about nutrition because there's more madness in the nutrition world. Um, mm. It was obviously, uh, we had Mike on throughout this year. <laughs> that was stupid, wasn't it? First um, time. <laughs> Never talked again. About his, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not been in since. 24,000 calories. We talked about that. Um, there, you went, on in, went in on somebody who wasn't allowed to uh, eat their uh, birthday cake, apparently, because of, of his diet restrictions. That was, that was fun. <laughs> uh, remember, there was the uh, the the combine guy that uh, did the one point six percent body fat. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but there was there's one. I guess I don't know. What was the uh, there was the all in diet? We need to review that again. I think in a, in a later date because that lady failed. Stephanie Buttermore. What's that? Mm-hmm. Stephanie Buttermore. Yeah. Yeah, she failed, didn't she? She's by now off it. I believe. Well, I, I think I read somewhere. there is, yeah, there's an element of, of it, I think, fail. she got She's, she got to a certain point. Um, I, don't I, don't, I don't know if fail is the right word, but um, I think she achieved, she kind of said she achieved what she wanted out of it. Okay. Mm, like, you know, that kind of thing. But she didn't um, achieve what we wanted. We wanted to just push it to the extreme. <laughs> it's going nuts. Yeah. But, yeah. But we're, we're, but she's done, we're, she's we're done the sort of, she's done a review of it. Um, yeah. I guess we need to watch that and then... Uh, then come back on it, right? I think, yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, let's not get into it now because yeah, yeah, there's too much stuff to talk about with it. But, um, but yeah, and, but I think that the big thing for 2019 with nutrition is probably going to be vegan, right? It's vegan. It's, well, it's Veganuary right now, isn't it? And I celebrated by having some corned beef. Yeah. Uh, Ridiculous, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I think that, I think, the veganism is probably the, the biggest thing to come out of 2019 from a nutrition point of view. And it probably will carry on into 2020 as well um, because it is... It is Cult like it is a religion like based thing. I think is sort of I think it just it just goes hand. No, it doesn't go hand in hand, but it goes along with the whole sustainability and eco and environmental stuff. Supposedly, um, yeah. and that's but that's how it's portrayed, right? So, and I've written next to the nutrient. My my comments um, is we are both fall into the category of accidental vegetarianism. Yeah, yeah. So so we kind of do that. I would say once or twice a week, and 
we're not religious like meat eaters. We're not like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do this, or eat meat every single meal because we'll quite happily have a whole yeah. day, right, of just mm-hmm. being vegetarian. I mean, we went out for pizza, myself and that, and uh, he had a vegetarian pizza. He had a vegetarian it was, special, didn't just, he? It was, just, it was just more appealing that yeah, one. Yeah, he just wanted that one. I was like, he did have chorizo to start with, FYI. Yeah, um, I did have, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I just think it's... I think that, obviously, the good things to come out of the vegan drive is that everyone should eat more plants, and that's technically true. I think that's good. Yeah. I think having more vegan options in restaurants and in... Is a good thing. In, yeah. in fast food places and stuff is going to be... It's going to make people think whether those... Whether those meals actually are lowering calories and whether they're actually better for people is another question. But if it means people eat more fiber and are eating more vitamins and minerals, then great. But, you know, the whole plant-based thing, it's helped. I think it's helped some evidence-based practitioners probably make sure they emphasize plant-based, which is what you should be doing for the majority of stuff. Um, And then being selective about the meat you eat around it as well. But I do think the whole argument about the the climate change shit is like veganism ain't going to save the climate problem. Like, well, I think, well, I think there was some ridiculous stats that when you worked it out, the percentages of how much it actually contributes, it was like, like if you did it, I think it would stop the amount of pollution from like one car or something stupid. Don't quote me on that, but it was something stupid (laughs) that it was like in the grand scheme of things, making zero impact. Um, You know, the actual, it's that whole thing of, Farmers who who are who need profit or who need to make money and stuff. If they did stop the meat production, plant production would just go up. Like, do you think? What do you think? They plant them by hand? No, they use tractors. They use combine harvest. They use all these things. Like, that are only going to then increase the emissions from that. And then there's going to be more factories that, that that deal with more of the processing of this stuff and all that sort of shit. It's like no, like you can't say that because if production of plants goes up, all the other things that are associated with that, you know, climate. Um, CO2 gas and whatever, you know, all that sort of stuff is going to go up as well. So it's not, for me, it's a bit of a moot point that, but it does seem to be that it's the new hot thing and it probably will carry on. Um, there'll probably be something at the end of January to be like, oh yeah, we've had the most popular veganuary ever. Um, but the majority of people are doing it because they think it's healthier. And yeah, that's the issue. Just, that's the issue. issue. It's just is it's the like, misinformation, isn't it? And we realise yeah. that with being, us being trusting science and physics oh. and people, there's still people who... We're, we're obviously in our little bubble where we've, we believe, we believe, we know that calories are correct and that's what you're going to lose weight on. But it's people who are still going to believe that it's just being a vegan is going to be healthier. Whereas we're like, no, it's, it's not, the, not the case. It doesn't matter. A varied diet is always going to be better. We can look at the, what was it, Game Changers? That was big, right, in 2019. And how many flaws it had in it. Um, and obviously, being vegan can uh, solve cardiac disease, right? So... According to that guy, mm, <laughs> and uh, give you give you give you greater erections as well, Dan. Was it <laughs> longer? We, we, I think I think the feedback from uh, the show we talked about and uh, erections was we talked far too long about penises. Uh, but yeah, well, compared to normal, you probably <laughs> yeah, hundred percent more penis in uh, last year's yeah. episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I think accidental vegetarianism. We're coining that phrase. Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, accidental, oh wait, accidental vegetarianism. That's what I am. Well, yeah, because we had, like, after we trained, we had um, we had an eat lean cheese pizza, didn't we? That yeah, we did, yeah. Eat, yeah. eat lean cheese pizza. And just, like, I had uh, Califia coffee and a protein shake. There you go, mate. Didn't need to go smash a steak, did I? You didn't need to, no. No, I just had that little bit. And then, yeah, eat lean pizza. It was actually good. Dan made it for me. It was nice. Didn't we then have a burger? Yeah. yeah, then we had a burger. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> but that was, that was that was decent because I had the it's a downward chicken. Which uh, review, mate? Mistake. Mistake. Yeah, you should have went there. Which one did I have? The lotus one. Oh yeah. Lion lotus. Very Lion good. Lotus. The, Biscoff uh, spread on a burger works. It's just so good. Like there's there's got to be one to the equivalent in London. I don't I don't know where it is, but there's got to be. I'm not too sure. There's been a few more patty and buns have opened up over Christmas. Um, this is my biggest problem though. When you start getting more and more of them, I just think that they can't maintain that quality. I think at some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point, it's not going to be as good. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Maybe. I feel like happened GBK. I feel like GBK. Was... Oh, GBK is just terrible. Like, no, but it used. To, no, but I remember the one in Bath used to be all right. Like they used to be able to go in there about three years ago. I went in there, and it was all right. And that, but now I would never even go near I, it. I, but... Yeah, I wouldn't go. I went to one about two months ago with some friends, and it's like in Lakeside, and it was fucking rank. Yeah, not good. GBK is not a good burger at all. Um, I tell you what is a good example of a company that have expanded but kept the quality good is Five Guys. Five Guys, yeah, which uh, Dan has applied to be to, to join. There's one, there, in yeah. There's one in Bath. Open. So, I might just quit my job. I'm, I'm, just pre- I'm pretty sure all the meeks are going to be. That's what you're prepping Isabel for in uh, the yeah. next in 12 years' time when she's 16. She's going to be a pot washer there, and then I'm going to get free burgers for life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> she's going to be as big as a house, but yeah, yeah it'd be great. That's fine. She'll be healthy though. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> health any size, mate. Don't worry about it. Health any size. Exactly. It can be any size. Any health. size doesn't really matter, does it? It's gonna yeah. be, be fun watching her grow up as well with you two being uh, her fitness role models. Which she's just gonna go into. She'll go into something like you both hate. I reckon. Yeah, she'll go into CrossFit probably just despite. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That'd be great. Or like that? ballet or something. I'm like, oh, I, I can't wait to like her first session at the gym. Who's gonna take her? Me, definitely me. You? No. How many pop squats can Laura do? No, she's not doing. It. It's not doing pop squats. <laughs> I'm gonna train her. I'm gonna train her like my board would train her. All right, she's gonna be an absolute athlete. She's gonna be like uh, number one in the UK for lacrosse or some other pointless sport. Uh, yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. Just like you, basketball. <laughs> right, business. Oh. <laughs> business. Business. Oh, I think I know. think I think we've got. Well, this is business and social. I think wrapped into one. Because again, I think it's something we just realise even more and more and more now. We go into our coaching journey, then, right? Coaching journey. Mm. That's the that's the that's a cool thing to use. Um, is uh, going for your demographic and understanding exactly who your demographic is, um, and realising those are the people you you want to work with. And the people who want to work with you, and not wasting your time on trying to try. If you had like, I think who was telling a story? Was it uh, Joe DeFranco? Not the smartest guy in the in the room, um, Joe DeFranco, but comes up with some cool stuff. You know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah. He has his podcast, isn't he? Joe, what? Does he? Does mm-hmm. he have? He might have a podcast. He's uh, he owns a, a facility over in America, right? Uh, yeah. He comes up with some decent stuff, but he he was telling a story on. Uh, he had like kids in the room, right? And he spent all his time. So you got like a, a group of like 10, 20 kids and there's like a bunch of them that are loving it and like those are the guys he should be spending his time with and there was one kid who was like hating life and hated the gym Then he spent all his time trying to get this person to love the gym and kind of neglected spending the time that he was mm. actually probably making a difference with and you're like, actually, what we're doing, just tell the parents of this kid that this ain't the facility for you, like, go somewhere else. I'm going to spend all my time with here. That's exactly how I think personal trainers should be looking at their businesses. 
Yeah, I think it's obviously I, for me on being online, it's a bit different. I think because it's something I have to think about a lot more. I think the firstly is like the easiest demographic to go after is people who are similar to you. That's the easiest one. Um, that's that's number one, or, or things that you've been through because you'll be able to um, identify with them a bit easier. But I think I think people get so worried about being liked that they don't show their true selves or don't show or don't say things they really mean and all this sort of stuff. And um, I think I spent, 2019 for me was a, a year that with business and social media and stuff that I feel that I learned a lo- hell of a lot that I think for me will help in 2020 make it. I think, what did I say to Laura earlier? We were talking about New Year, like the new year and what we, what we feel about it and stuff. And I just said, I feel like 2019 has set me up it's showing me what's possible. It's showing me what I can actually do. Um, so that I think now I just got to keep doing more of the same in a way. I don't think you need to change huge amounts, but I think half of that's come from the like social media and work and things like that a little bit. But I I, spoke, I talked to, to Laura about this before. It's that I think some people, she's, she's one of these people. They're so afraid of people maybe thinking that they aren't very good or that they don't like how they come across or that they don't like people who are sarcastic or whatever that they're so afraid of putting that out there that they don't put it out there and in the end they appeal to no one like because they get a few people who, who like what they do but i think when you truly become yourself and you post when you want to post you you do stuff because you want to do it you will and there has to be some sort of strategy behind it like we talked about with demographics you just have to know who you're talking to but that's when things become far far easier um and one of the things that I took from this year, I think I can't even suck or if it was Mike Sam or someone else. Someone said something. They said every single unsubscribe from your emails or un- someone who unfollows you is just as good or just as useful as someone following or subscribing. Yeah, it's like of- it's you just it's good because it's someone going no, I don't I don't align with this person, and that's exactly what you want. You want people who are aligned with what you do. You don't want to just attract try and attract loads and loads of people because you will end up speaking to no one. Um, yeah. I think that's really important. That's like the the whole who's that YouTuber who had was it like three million or what is it one point two million like uh, subscribers or whatever and she couldn't she couldn't cover the costs of her clothing line. That yeah, that was the way. Yeah, she, yeah she, she had loads of she had Instagram followers. Um, I, I can't remember her name or whatever. But again, it's the whole thing with Instagram with followers, right? If you post half naked pictures of yourself and you post a thousand posts of you, you know a half naked torso male torso female torso whatever you're going to get followers you're going to get followers but if they don't understand your message or what you're trying to achieve or they don't know you or like you or trust you in any way shape or yeah. form because you it? put out good information it's uh ari 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 yeah ari right. yeah so she, she 2.6 million followers across her and she platform. couldn't sell she couldn't, she couldn't sell 36 36 t-shirts she got 2.6 million followers and, it, and it's that whole thing of like it's people people will buy from you if they like you and that they know that you're good at what you do and they trust what you do and they but they also have to align with all these other things and I just think it's there's been prime examples of, of Instagram this year with, with social and stuff is that I follow accounts no matter fuck all they don't matter at all they really don't like I know some people who are making shed loads of money who have got followings smaller than the mine, you know, probably around Tom's size maybe. And there's a thing around, um, there's a theory or this thing is in a book and it's like, you need a thousand true fans. If you have a thousand true fans of what you do over the course of your like lifespan as a business, you have a thousand true fans. Um, you will basically have an extremely profitable business. 
Um, that's kind of how many roughly they, they say you need, whether that's, again, it depends on how, obviously the price point of certain things, but um, you don't need a huge amount of people to really love what you do. And I think half these people with, like you said, millions of followers, they don't only people love what they do, they're just kind of there just to see yeah. what happens or whatever, or whatever. And I think people get too caught up in the, like I said, the likes and the followers and that sort of thing. And I think people are starting to, 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 to twig now. Obviously it's talked about a lot with Instagram removing likes and stuff from things and, some big influencers talk about it a lot about that sort of thing and i just think it's really important that people remember that like someone like james smith is a prime example like he was just being himself for a long 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 time like you go back and watch his videos at the start he's exactly the same as he is now yeah. and people talk about him being overnight success but it wasn't it was you know he's been doing it for a long long time appealing to a certain amount of people and then he had maybe a thousand true fans and they then all shared his work that then it became bigger and bigger and that's how it then catapulted and it's the same thing it's um it's just important to to have your message, but also put it out on the right platforms as well. I think that's the other thing. And the other thing I keep saying, and I keep banging on about it, but you like YouTube, if you're good in front of a camera and you want to be putting out good content, get yourself on fucking YouTube. Like, stop wasting time. Every day you waste and not being on YouTube is a day you're losing out on views. That's my tip. Like, massive. <laughs> like, we talked about a sucks event, and yeah, yeah. I, I need to. I'm going to speak to him and see if I can. We can speak in his group again because. Like I said to you, over Christmas, I was barely on Instagram. I was barely on anything. Um, and we had, over the Christmas period, I think we had something like 5,000 views on our channel. And I didn't post about it once. didn't talk about it at all. Um, and it's like no one's fi- no one's going back onto your Instagram page six months from six months ago looking at your best video that was good six months ago. On your Instagram, no one does it. No one does it. You can't find yeah. it. It's lost. Um, whereas this video we had that's done really well, um, like just looking at it now, we've had 60 views in the last 60 minutes on our YouTube channel. Like, because you can see all the stats, you can see all the information. Yeah. Um, and it's just a place where we look. Yeah. So from December, where are we at? 20. So basically, we had on Boxing Day a thousand views on our channel. On Boxing Day. Like, I didn't. I wasn't talking about anything about YouTube. I was just sat at home. <laughs> Again, the day after that, 974. And it's this whole thing around YouTube. Like, people are like, it is harder to break and it's harder to get subscribers than it is on Instagram. And that's why people get really downbeat with it. It's like, oh, I'm not on, I've got 6,000 Instagram followers, but I've only got 100 subscribers on YouTube. It's like, yeah, it takes time for people to know you, to like you, to trust you, to give you their time to YouTube. And I think if you put the time and effort into it this year, this time next year you'll look back and you'll be glad you did it i mean it's the same it's the same for us on the on the podcast right so we actually only released we only released three episodes in uh december right yeah and then yet for the last 30 days we've had five thousand listens ridiculous so yeah we haven't put any content but obviously that's listening through the back catalog and we haven't done anything 250 people yesterday have listened to stuff we did yesterday but we don't know what they listen to across the well, I can look but there might be something that they listen to and they just go oh that I, I agree with that I, I really resonate with that I'll listen to another one they might listen to another one and then they might go oh, I really like these guys I might listen to more of them and that's it's the whole thing around putting your time and effort into things that you know are going to be successful in the in the longer term um and, and I just think that social platforms like Instagram Facebook the reach on them is so bad it's so it's so poor and um I just think my, my, my tip for like say with business stuff is just just do it. It's cause it's fucking scary. Like of course it's scary putting your podcast out there and saying shit that people aren't gonna agree with. But the more <laughs> I do it, the more we do it, the um, more we realise that we're gonna get people who don't like it, but that's fine, don't like who it then. Messages through like, oh yeah, I don't I didn't agree. Cool. 
Cool, yeah, like, yeah. All right. and, it's, <laughs> and, and do you know what? Like, and you can still work with people because they might still listen. And people might not agree with what we say on certain topics, but they might on the whole agree with what we do or, or how we do things or whatever. But there'll be some people who just really don't like us or really don't like how we say things. Or, and it's fine. I don't want to work with you. That's fine. Like, you can go kind of thing. And it's you like... Can, you can keep downloading, people, though. Yeah, like it's it's just like people do it for the vanity. They do it because they'd rather have more downloads, or they don't want to offend them because they want more downloads. And it's like I just said, I'd rather have a thousand people listen every episode oh, who yeah. absolutely freaking love us than have ten thousand people who are listening because they're like, oh, I don't know, really, like I'm not really going to buy anything or, or care about what they do or sign up for coaching or listen to them or you know anything like that. It's pointless. I'd rather not have them. It's going to be interesting though, over because I mean, as as we go along, because we obviously we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about the mentorship over the next three months right as we start gathering steam which you did we actually did do some work didn't we Dan? Amazing, we actually uh, did do some work, did some work yeah. yeah um we sat down and had a coffee and the coffee shop smelled of dog shit but um it was good weirdly yeah. weirdly it was all dog next to us or it was dan i'm not too sure um but we, yeah we did a little really? bit and oh yeah the carrot cake in there was insane but it was a good it's good so good right? so go coke Kleiner and small was obviously great coffee but um, amazing carrot cake. Oh yeah, I did get that coffee that you were talking about, the uh, Black Friday deal. I just hadn't opened that box. I did because oh, okay, you yeah. were correct that yeah, we uh, we'd got too many, not too many boxes, but they didn't fuck up our order. We just, they just gave us a gift, right? So, yeah, gave us a gift. Yeah. So yeah, I've got to take, I've got to take one of my coffee machines to Chloe's because I've got way too much coffee here, so I can kind of spread it out where I am. So it's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, spread it out, mate. Spread the love. Spread the love. It's got to be. It's got to be in there. It's too loud. It's too loud, according to bullshit. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, so I can enjoy it then. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see over the, I guess, as we talk about it. But we're going to talk about on such a, not such a small scale, but we're going to talk about like great quality. It'll be interesting if we ever get there, say in two, three years time of how to upscale what we do and whether that's that'll be a conversation i'm sure uh, when when we make this a, like the mentorship stuff when we make it a success is the fact that the only way to go through is to scale it up which is you're thinking about with coaching right now right so is is mm-hmm. what you do with that and how you do it and we're i think the way me and you work as well it's going to be we're just going to have the underlying of quality the whole time so yeah it's kind of like, like biting off more than you can chew right you're going to be like no we're going to do this comfortably we're going to do this really well and then we're going to have a little go at making it bigger um, and that's how we're going to do things I mean that's exactly yeah, the same I as think, the yeah. podcast and the YouTube stuff we've got to make sure it's decent before it gets massive I guess no. I think people just try and like they just try and do too much too soon. They expect too much too soon. Or not even that maybe even their expectation of what's required to get to that place is 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 incorrect. Like I think when you look at how many clients you actually train Tom, yeah. like the amount of people who actually you train, like in a month, it's probably not it's, that many people. It's not as a lot as what people would think. No, no, no. Like, and it's probably and it's that whole thing of I've got yeah, ten to fifteen people I probably see regularly. And that's it. So if you can't like, and that's the whole thing is like you're looking for ten to fifteen people in a gym of thousands mm. that are going to. Sign up for a co-training session with them and train them well enough that they're going to stick around and hang around, like, and train them, and not then up, you know, upsell to more practice or more sessions or whatever because they genuinely like training with you or enjoy it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I just think sometimes trainers just try, like, say whether it's they try too hard or whatever, we don't, we don't know. But I think, um, 
it's that, that obsession over quantity and what they're selling and what they're giving away. And it's like, no, just focus on a real good quality product. And there's other things that come into it. But ultimately, like, if you do that, you will not go far wrong. Like, you really will not go far wrong. No. Yeah. But ends up, doesn't it? <laughs> that was our re- a year review of 2019 exactly. and what we've taken away. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, athletic training, accidental vegetarianism, and... Uh, yeah, know your new demographic. Just be good at what you fucking do. Be good at what you do. <laughs> be confident about what you're talking about. Um, but it's also, it's also the last thing on that is just is just to care. Like I think just just care about people and want to help them. And I, like you're in this job because you want to help people, presumably. Um, and I think some people get into PT as we've spoken about Tom before, and we'll talk about this on the with the mentorship thing we're going to do as like a prerequisite thing. Is it's kind of like. Oh, what are you getting this PT for? Oh, well, I enjoy training myself. That's get not, out, no, get out, not, wrong, like, wrong. It's not a, like, no, you're doing it because you want to help people, you want to help educate them, you want to help, you know, save the, you know, save them from all the bullshit that's out there. Um, yes, you want to be paid for your time, but ultimately you're there to help them. Like, yeah. it's not about you, it's about them. And, and I think some trainers uh, talk about fucking online and shit, they saw about them rather than their clients, which seems to be. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if you have a look at your Instagram uh, in your feed and if there's, if it's basically just pictures of you, hmm, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's like what messages it send out. Like, there's elements of it. You've got to have a bit of you in it. But I, I do think it's, you know, people want to go onto your page and they want to see what your clients are doing. Yeah. Because they want to see you work with people. If you just see you. are half naked on all your pictures, and then you say you're an online trainer, they're going to go, "Okay, how much? Uh, how many people do you actually train?" <laughs> um, in between taking all your pictures I, of yourself, I train myself and I love myself. So yeah, yeah, I love <laughs> um, I'm, my, myself's really working right now. So that's great. Yeah. Follows all anyway, my instructions. That's enough. That's enough yabbling anyway. Because otherwise, yeah. we might have nothing to talk about in two days' time. <laughs> um, it's incredibly true. Um, all right, we're going to end there. I think. So that's nearly an hour worth of content. We made up for it, didn't we? Um, right, we're going to be back in two days. One day, two days, two days. Um, with our predictions for 2020 of health and fitness. That's a yearly one we do yeah. as well. This is, uh, Dan, we've yeah. realised we're entering year four. I think it's year four of the show. Is it? That's too long. Too long. <laughs> too long. I think after five too years. Too long, just, baby. Just can it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, boy. Um, we will catch you. In two days. See you in a bit.